We open on the Roman Colosseum. The smell of blood and sweat fill the air as a day's carnage has unleashed itself upon a screaming horde of audiences surrounding the famous entertainment center. That sounds like it's like a, a like a basketball stadium, but whatever. It's ancient Rome. It's the closest yeah, thing we have to basketball why stadium. Not? Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Hey, like a, fu- a funny thing sports. happened on the way here. Uh, yeah. The doctor, Carrie, and Stanley found their way to the center of the gladiator arena. They are currently being screamed and jeered at by spectators calling for blood and carnage. Behind you, a rumble shakes up through some, some bodies and, and armor and stuff like that as a tiger rears up ready to attack you. Can y'all roll for initiative for me? We're rolling for initiative. That's right. We're trying out Doctors and Daleks, the 5e Doctor Who role-playing game system. Welcome to Season 5. All right. I have a 15. (laughs) Okay, we have a 15. I have a a zero to my initiative. That makes sense. Yep. I think Joe does as well. I rolled a 5. Okay, so Joe has 5. We have have a 5 and a 10. And Stanley, what do you got? Okay, so my initiative, uh, obviously my, my dex is zero. So my, let me just double check the dice. I did roll it just a moment ago. Yeah, it's a one. I rolled a okay. one. <laughs> that oh, actually God, makes no. a lot of sense for Stanley, uh, let's be fair. Uh, he might have been like, all right, I, and then let's see I, what the tiger does. I do have a quick question. Are we in kind of Roman attire? Because if so, uh, I am wearing robes, but I'm still wearing the lime green Crocs. Yes. You know what? That is that oh. is your choice, but yes. yes. I don't know if you'd be in I'm, robes. They don't typically put people in robes for the Colosseum, but yeah, I'll say that you are in something. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, my my I was gonna say my head cannon, but we're the ones cannoning this. So my cannon cannon is that earlier in whatever adventure we were involved, I put on the robes because I thought it'd be fun, and I'm kind of stuck in them, even though they are not even a little bit appropriate for what is currently happening. Okay. I like it. I, I like the idea that like you wrapped yourself up in them and you haven't been able to figure out how to unwrap. You haven't like figured it's out how to unknot things. A it is a bedsheet. It has got like <laughs> it's like a ki- it's not even like it's like a kid's bedsheet. It's like Muppets or something. You're dressed like Stanley got invited to a toga party yes. and like last minute was like, oh, I gotta find something. Okay. Okay. What all? Well, yeah. Let's 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 stop this this and find out what you're all wearing. Let's do that. I am definitely wearing my regular outfit, but I have like a ridiculously gaudy helmet with like the the row, like almost like you know like the yes the Roman centurion helmet, and it is too big. So every time I move, it is sliding over my face. Okay, so Dan, you just gave yourself a disadvantage on dexterity checks the remainder of this scene. Congratulations! <laughs> you know what? Fine by me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, it's too funny to not do. But yeah, like yeah. the doctor's basically like holding this helmet in place. Like, okay, uh, yeah. Well, I do see a tiger. Yeah. Go ahead and re-roll your initiative for me and see what you get. 
Okay, well, goodbye, that lovely 15 I had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's going to be uh, an 8. I wasn't okay, so now your initiative order is 8. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay. And Joe, what, what, what's Carrie wearing? I play the fiction. I love it. Yeah. I love it. What's Carrie wearing? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going full uh, Trident Roman Gladiator. So if y'all nice. don't know what exactly that look is, it was uh, you had a trident, you had a net, and then they were bare-chested. We're not doing that for Carrie. This is a family show. Um, so she's wearing some sort of – I'm going to say the sports bra made it. I'm going to say yeah. that. Why not? Uh, you probably then, have a little bit of armor too, because I don't. I think women weren't allowed at this point in history to be in the the uh, arena. No, so I think they you were not hiding your your gender a little bit. Oh, oh, absolutely. The the hair is tucked up into the helmet because that's that's also a thing. It hides the face for that specific helmet. Um, it it's kind of like a knight's helmet, uh, where it's got slit for the eyes and then holes around the mouth area for breathing. Um, the only armor that is given to that gladiator is the shoulder pauldrons and then I think gauntlets because I want to keep my what I have for my armor class right now by not having any actual armor on. So. That makes sense. Okay, so initiative rolls. We had a we had a one, we had a five and an eight. Yes. Actually, Ben, mm-hmm. don't you get to re-roll your ones? Aren't you lucky? Or oh, did you change you're lucky? absolutely right. I get to re-roll my one and I have to keep the uh, the re-roll. I rolled a thirteen. Thank you for a moment. Okay. Great. So yeah, we have we have a thirteen, we have a a eight, and we have a five. And I like I like to imagine that what happened was Stanley took the doctor's initiative away from. Um, all right, like you halved it and he kept it going. All right, uh, the tiger rolled what we're gonna call an eighteen. <laughs> so uh, the tiger moves first. I'm gonna say it's using its pounce action. And so it's going to, I think it's going to go for the the most uh, interesting thing it sees, which is the flashy-headed doctor. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and roll. Um, actually, it's, it actually just it just pounces. Doctor, can you please roll a D, can you roll a strength saving throw for me? Okay, I have a minus one on my strength, so that'll Great. be awesome. Uh, that's going to be a total of an eight. Eight. Okay, you failed. So you are knocked prone by the tiger. So it pounces on top of you, and it's Can going the to. Fall off? Um, why don't you let me run the role playing, Dan? Sure, How about that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know they say fifth edition is a more violent system, but I still believe it. You know, yeah. I still believe it. Hey, this 100 percent could have happened in Vortex. We also did. <laughs> we did have a space battle in the. <laughs> we had a Pokemon battle. BTS. We could do anything. Yeah. Yeah, we, we do what we All want, right. really. All right, so uh, the tiger, Dan, what's your what's your uh, AC? <laughs> Ten. All right, well, the tiger beat that. The tiger rolled a a seventeen. Uh, but I what I was gonna have have a fun thing happen was it knocks your helmet off of you and oh. is like is like batting at it. So I will say that's what's going on now. Uh, that is its turn. So what do y'all do for your turns? Can I go in for a stab with my trident? Because I always choose violence, and now is the time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say for a trident. Well, let me let me look up a five E trident stats. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if trident was listed as a weapon. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not listed in the in Doctors and Daleks, I don't think, but it is available in like SRD stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a one D six. I'll say it's a strength weapon. So go ahead and roll roll the D twenty plus your strength modifier. Oh, point point of order. Sorry. Uh, doesn't Ben go first? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Ben does go before yeah. yes. Cherry. Sorry. Yeah, I, forgot, I forgot about your changed initiative role. That's okay. What does Stanley do first? 
Um, that is a great question. I think Stanley is gonna turn to the doctor and say, "This is not what you said when you promised we'd be going to Italy." And then I'm gonna, um, I think I'm gonna ready myself into an evasive posture in case the tiger attacks again. Okay, yeah, so we're gonna you, we're gonna call that what's called a dodge action, essentially. So yeah, you now have advantage. Dodged, yeah. Just a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when you say that to the doctor, like I'm, I feel like the, the tiger's still on top, and like I'm holding its face away. It's like this was not what I had planned about Italy either. What were you planning on saying when you came to Italy, Dan? The the, the great sights, the Leaning Tower, having Gelato. some great food. Oh, yeah, I has you, I the tower like even? Fun... It, yeah, is the tower even leaning yet, Dan? No, Maybe well, it's just the tower. The tower. I don't think the tower's been built yet. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, once, we, once we get our hands on it, it'll it'll start. <laughs> yeah, Carrie is why 100% canonically. Carrie is why the tower is leaning. We don't know yet, but that's, that feels like. It, right. Yeah, you know all those all those historical disasters. Okay, so Stanley ha- is is doing a dodge action, and then Carrie, you are attacking now. Gonna try it. So go ahead and roll a d20 and add your strength modifier to it, please. I'm uh, not going to say also- you're proficient in trident. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. But I just wanted to say that when I attack, I can attack twice. You can. That's action. right. That's right. Go ahead and do your so first I, attack. Okay. So first one. Let's go. See, yeah. Come on, Mama. Come Carrie on. is the protector class. He <gasps> Eleven plus three is fourteen. Okay, you do hit it. Go ahead and roll your damage. It's going to be a d six. Okay, d six. Oh, poop. Three. Okay, so Four, that's three. Three yeah, three's good on a d6. So you, you slam into it and describe your attack. So while Carrie is noticing Doctor having this really odd conversation with Stanley while this tiger is trying to maul off his face, she yells, Baritas! And lifts up the trident and kind of shish kebabs it as best as she can. Nice. Um, for a three, I'm guessing she was aiming for between the shoulders and makes contact um, enough to get it to like, you know, leave the doctor alone because there's there's something bigger there. And I guess we got to roll for the next one, right? Yeah, go ahead and make a second attack. Oh my gosh. Watch this thing just snap back and like break the trident. Oh, snap, no, it's a 10. Ha, uh, 13. Okay. Sorry. That does break it. So, so go ahead and roll the damage. Okay. <laughs> Six, baby. Nice. Okay, Carrie, go ahead and describe how you defeat this tiger. So I'm pretty sure everyone is booing because they wanted us to die, but this just fuels Carrie with so much vigor and rage. Um, I just want to say that that totally goes with my performance skill. This is a performance, yo. This is this is living. This is thriving. This is yeah. Carrie at her best. The only thing better that would be here is if her great lover, the Corsair, would be there. But anyways, we're not talking about that. We're here in Rome. Uh, anyways, so uh, as <laughs> as she <laughs> as she hears the booze, she yells out "Vedi, Vedi, Vedi!" and just uh, goes in for. Kind of like the reverse Steve Irwin. So she goes in with the trident in between the ribs of the tiger. And I don't know how she does this. Maybe she's swole. Maybe it's just the adrenaline. Maybe it's it's the Rome, you know, as you do. Maybe you do what the Romans it. do. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah, Maybelline. <laughs> exactly. But uh, she totally, like, lifts the tiger off of, like, 
on the trident, kind of like a half moon circle thing and like flings it. Oh like, you know, that kind of jabbing, flinging motion to like get it off of the trident. And yeah, just stands there. Like, like just calmly goes back to neutral. Um, and there's probably blood everywhere. I think I can say that. I think that's PG. I can say that. Actually, I can say you don't say that because what happens is I think what you described 100% happens and you kind of topple the tiger to the ground. The doctor, you're laying underneath it. You're giving yourself a second to catch your breath. Your ha- your helmet is just like smashed in at this point. It's because it, it was weighed down by a tiger. But Carrie, when you give that death blow into the tiger, the three of you explicitly notice that from underneath its its exterior, blood does not come out. Instead, mechanical sparks and electronic like circuits and stuff are sparking out from underneath the tiger. And you realize this is technology that is out of place for this era. And that is how you get past standards and practices, folks. <laughs> this is how Luke Skywalker can wander into a base and kill a whole bunch of people because they're all droids. Yeah. Well, since I would have been next anyway, and now that we see that this is a robot, uh, sorry, a robot, uh, robot. I think the doctor's going to fumble and pull out uh, his Sonic and give the tiger a scan now. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation check. Technology in a way. Despite (laughs) me being the uh, detective, my investigation is only a plus four. I have a higher well, you're also, you're, but you? I will say you're also proficient with your Sonic, so go ahead and add your proficiency dice to this roll as well. Oh, okay, that's good, because I only got three on the dice, so uh, it's going to be a 10 in total with the proficiency bonus. Okay, so what I'll say is that you all have been following a series of strange Artron energy signals, and you've basically been tracking them across the galaxy. This is actually what led you originally to Luton. Unfortunately, in that case, what you were actually finding was the presence of a river and and Melissa's uh, vortex manipulators that brought them there to begin with. So that was not, that was a dead end trail, but you've been following this trail again. And now you have finally followed it to 200 CE in Rome. And this is where you are now. And you are definitely picking up some traces of this energy on this tiger. So you understand this tiger is doesn't belong in this. Obviously, you know it doesn't belong in this planet. It doesn't belong in this time period. This is a futuristic technology that has been brought back in time. This, 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 this technology has time traveled. Yeah, I, I think I look at the Sonic and I'm not really getting like a clear reading about the tiger. It's like the, the Artron energy is interfering with everything. We've got to be in the right place. Yeah. Uh, as you're saying this, uh, a bunch of, of of prisoners who have jobs are uh, crawling out, coming out, and they're like being forced to clean the the stadium and, and carry things away. And so you are taken into the interior of the Coliseum. Other gladiators are heading out for their own matches, and you are kind of given a moment to relax and take your breath or investigate. So it's up to you. Uh, is everyone okay? Uh, 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 I know I sort of attracted the tiger, but Stanley, I know this is still new for you. Carrie, everyone okay? I'm great. I'm good. I've got, I got my arms and my legs. Uh, my feet are still, broadly speaking, attached. Uh, you did, did you say that that tiger was swimming in artichoke energy, or is that something else? 
close enough. It, uh, it, it, it's a machine. I know, I know, right. I know I've had to explain computers, just even 21st century computers a few times. Just, I, I don't know how <laughs> you've been trying to access your printer from the TARDIS console, but you don't need to do that. Well, I think the more impressive thing is I actually managed to do it. So, like, anytime I need to print something else, I can hit that button on the console, and then my little brother black and white printer back home will just start chunking out. Uh, all, all right, I know none of you. I, I know the, none the of you. The fact that you right think now. it is working just proves your inef- your inefficiency with technology. There's, I like I, to I, imagine that at Stanley's house, there is a bunch of printouts of just random things that he's found in the TARDIS that like are printed out and like not like things that Doctor has scanned with his Sonic are now printing out on Stanley's <laughs> printer at home. It's uh, amazing. I know... You have the one working printer in all of space and time. <laughs> I know that all of, both of you don't really have any helmets on right now, but for somebody who has bad helmet head, it's a little stuffy in here. Can we please move on? Oh, sure. Do, do you need help getting it off or is it no, wearing no, no. a choice? You'll blow my cover. You'll blow my cover. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I th- I'm going to take a look around now because now that the uh, uh, adrenaline of the arena has maybe subsided a little bit, I think the doctor's be like, all right, now we should figure out who's trying to kill us. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take a look around our surroundings. Okay. Um, as, let's say, no one's really trying to kill you, per se, as much as you found your way into the arena while following the signals. So, I think that you, you there's not necessarily someone who's, like, made an attempt on your life as much as you were in the middle of a <laughs> athletic competition oh, that involves A welcome monsters. surprise for the doctor, yeah, truthfully. Yeah, exactly. So, I'd like to say the tiger thing was a comedy of errors and standard Doctor <laughs> style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you're looking around, why don't you go ahead and make a perception check for me? All right. So the good news is I am very good at perception. Yeah, but the bad news is you've been really bad at rolling dice today. I was about to say, I'm really bad at rolling <laughs> dice because I got a three on the dice. But thankfully, oh. it's going to be a... Um, uh, a 15. Okay. Yeah, 15 is great. 15, you... Most of the people that you are are noticing are contemporary Romans for 200 CE. And you do notice a woman who is not necessarily dressed for the arena. She's kind of just in the gathering area. the, the what, What's it called? Mustering area. And she is, she is dressed sort of like someone who was wearing Cleopatra cosplay. Like, she is definitely not Cleopatra, but she's definitely wearing outfits to imply that she wants people to think of her as Cleopatra. Hey, that's Cleopatra. No, uh, no, 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 Stanley. We have talked about this. Not, n- not, oh, doctor. I, I mean, he's wrong. I mean, I know the real Cleopatra. Uh, I also, River wants a person it. She's not Cleopatra. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's an okay assumption, but let's go talk to her. Uh, she's hello. more dressed Ma- like, like, Ma'am? like Liz as Cleopatra. <laughs> like she, that, that's kind of her, her vibe. Like Liz Taylor as Cleopatra. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. Oh, hello. Uh, I, I am Karis, and this is my friend, Doctor Hoovis. We're new in town. You don't look new in town. Well, it's a matter of you... perspective, I suppose. Hang about, sorry, are you, are you not going to introduce me? Because I'm feeling a little left out. I don't know who you are. Oh, oh Stanley, you finally made it. Oh, oh, she, sorry. Hello, hi, I'm Stanley. Uh, Stanley Campbell, nice to meet you. 
Uh, it's Cleo, Ooh. right? Cleopatra. Sorry, you maybe go by. Uh, you don't like the nicknames. No, no, no. no. She she Send holds me. her hand out like in a greeting, like in a very like elegance like way. I, being an old white man, attempt. Uh, oh, I've seen these, and I got a fist bump. Uh, Carrie well, just I don't, jaw uh, drops. Well, I do go by Cleo. It's very nice to meet you, Cleo. It's charmed, I'm sure. Um, you took quite good care of that tiger, I find. Do you know how to handle uh, yourselves in an athletic competition? Oh, Karis is the best. I mean, because the, the, my yeah, doctor is, yeah. is Carrie's wingman I, through and through. I, <laughs> I lift like five clay pots every day, 20 times a day. That's, she tries to do math in her head very quickly. A <laughs> hundred lifts a day. Is that a hundred lifts a day? She leans back to the doctor to check in her math. Who gives us like a very subtle nod, yes. Hundred laps a day. Lifts a day, not laps. I don't do laps. Who runs? Yeah, I, we don't do leg day here. And I may look I may look like an unassuming old man. And that's because I am. But when I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every morning. To help me get large. Now that I'm grown. That's right. Uh, my doctor actually says I shouldn't be eating eggs on account of the cholesterol. Um, is this so your I, this I, is your doctor, right? So you you told no, him no, about no no this no, is no, 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 this no, no. is Stanley, my trainer. Um, right, you, but you yeah. said this gentleman was a doctor. Uh, I, yes, uh, I'm in charge. Karis, uh, I, I'm I'm Karis's agent. Karis uh, 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 is, a, is, a, is a notorious warrior in the gladiatorial circuit, and Stanley is a trainer. And I sort of patch Karis up when. Uh, Things need to be done. Uh, but enough about us. Uh, if you all are interested in competition, would you care to raise the stakes a little bit? Bite into something a little meatier, I should say. I mean, we love steaks. Like Stanley said, we eat eggs and steaks. Right. I'm trying to work she, some she, she, into she the literally well. turns away from Carrie and just looks right at the doctor. It was like, as I was saying, as an agent, would you prefer to make things a little more interesting? I mean, I'm always looking to make things interesting. What sort of stakes were we talking about? Only one of the most exclusive competitions this side of Jupiter. When, on the word and, Jupiter, she raises yeah. her eyebrow to see if you're catching yeah. what she's dropping. I think the doctor's eyebrow goes up too. It says, "It is uh, Jupiter is in fact one of my favorite gods," and kind of gives like a little bit of a wink. And then she's like, "I'm not sure he got what I was dropping," so she's like, <laughs> "Right, Jupiter." <laughs> I look. Do is you... it the big one? Is it the big one with the rings? It, uh, no she, she, no, now no. she now she Big looks at, at Stanley and goes, "Okay, so I, are, are you from this time period or not?" Well, I mean, broadly, uh, I mean, uh, rounding down, yes. Because like I mean, this one, and she points to Carrie. This one, I believe, could actually be Roman, but the two of you do not. Oh, seem I'm, like I'm you're so wearing you're wearing you shoes so from the future. Yeah, I mean they're Crocs. They're they're always in fashion. That's oh, Stanley, I told you about the Crocs. We, we, do, you. we do prefer to play that a little close to the vest, but 
Yes, oh, is that um, what you were doing when you waved a magic wand around in a, in a, in a uh, coliseum full of spectators? Well, the binoculars no have not been invented yet, so I was hoping it would be noticed <laughs> from the cheap seeds. It was. <gasps> anyway, so, cut, uh, t- t- tell us. Cut to Roman inventor binoculars. Just going, <laughs> my heavens, look at that man! Incredible! <laughs> <laughs> You know that new distance <laughs> visualization apparatus you've been looking for? <laughs> the entire future of Earth is now different because binoculars were invented like a year earlier than they would have been. <laughs> right away, yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, uh, somewhere oh some, somewhere Periscopus is angry because his invention didn't get out first before binoculars. <laughs> yeah. No! Yeah. And that's, that's why he went for yeah. distance. That's why we all now uh, live under the merciful reign of President Joe Timex. That's just how it works. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's weird. You know? Yeah. And there's Rolex and Casio. Just that's a brutal. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I am anyway. Rolex, the mighty. <laughs> Rolex. Casio does sound like some we, guy out of Shakespeare. Sorry to really derail, but. We are veering so far into, into Asterix and Obelix territory here. Ooh. Anyway, back to Rome. So, this is my fault. I did this. <laughs> You did. It was your fault. I'm so sorry. So she, she goes. So, do you want to compete or not? I don't. I don't know what's happening, and you're both. You're all three very confusing. Well, at the very least, I'd love to see what uh, competition you're talking about before I commit to participating. Uh, yeah. Perhaps we could observe before. Yeah, I, I, I do think more information would be useful because you say cont- contest in competition, but are we talking about fight to the death? Are we talking about what is it kids like these days? Is it hogs? Is it, you know, I, I don't, I think what we need is uh, context. Cl- mm. uh, Carrie leans in closer to Cleo and just hisses through her teeth. Yes. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Did you get? Did you hit your head out there in the arena? I don't. Yeah. She takes off the helmet. I said yes. I said yes. I'm ready for battle. Did you not see? I do, You know, I don't get. I don't get out of the TARDIS very much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll take this back to it too. She lets out the most exhausted sigh that a person has heard in a very long time, and she's like, "Follow me." And she leads you into a series of corridors under the Colosseum. And you're going deeper and deeper into the earth as you do so. You're actually heading down into the early days of the Roman catacombs. So they're not quite so full of skulls as they would be in in later times. Because we haven't gotten to like the Christian catacombs yet or anything like that. But... Is there still a confused, uh, very finely dressed uh, guy from Liverpool walking around complaining about doors? Uh, <laughs> there probably is, yeah. He just wanders by in the background and is not fully explained in a way that feels satisfying later. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you go past that and you head down into a, a newer chamber that has not been used at all yet. It feels like it was only recently dug. And when you get down there... As you're heading down, the deeper and deeper you go into these catacombs, the further away you get from where, like, commoners would be. Uh, Doctor, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. Um, Active or passive? Active. Okay. Wow, I am rolling like garbage. Um, 
It's going to be an 18, though. That's a pretty good roll, Dan. I don't know what you think a garbage roll will be. But yeah, I well, think you're no, noticing... Well, no, I rolled a six. Okay. Well, you have high stats. That's being the doctor. Yeah. Um, you, you notice as you're going down this tunnel that the technology starts to get more and more peppered with anachronistic things. So there are, there are like strange things making sure the tunnels don't collapse. There are perhaps some perception filters, maybe things that are designed to keep like contemporary Romans from necessarily knowing they're wandering into something that feels futuristic and spacey and stuff like that. But yeah, as you get down to it, you eventually make way into this big open chamber and what you're seeing in this chamber is almost like a sports book at a casino. It is just there are there are there are like bars where people are being served drinks and beverages and things like that. There are gambling spots. There are all these massive like I don't want to say screens, but like they're almost like holographic screens that are being like projected across the room and what you are seeing is sporting events, races, and things like that that are happening all over the galaxy and seemingly to you in different time periods. That's really significant to you. And people are placing bets on them and they're watching them and people are are cheering on victories. They're, they're grimacing at defeats. There are people handing out money and giving money back or, or some form of money. And there are a bunch of various characters strewn about the room who are involved in some way or another. Um, and there are definitely like, there are some like automaton, like robot type creatures. There are, there is a guy who is being carried around on almost like a chaise lounge kind of thing by some very large, like strapping men in leather, like, armor does not cover and leave much to the imagination and that guy is like a little green almost like a worm looking creature and he has arms and legs and like a long green tail and he has like a green fin on the top of his head that like like it's part of his body and he is being fed like grapes and he's being like fanned by various members of this like entourage of his and there are a bunch of vehicles that are being worked on and being adjusted. And there is what it seems to be just kind of like a Roman guy who is sitting in a chair being massaged by ladies and also being a fan by palm fronds. And he seems to be kind of like the, the cock of the walk kind of vibe to him. Like he's just kind of like hot stuff. And yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else you would see with that particular. There's a there's a Lupari who is also managing one of these vehicles. And there is also another woman. There's a couple of people that are like, there's a whole like row of these vehicles and there are people servicing them and working on them and stuff like that. And in the middle of the room, there's nobody there right now, but there seems to be kind of a big, like almost like a pulpit, like a big, like raised platform where someone might give a speech or, or lead a conversation or those kind of things, like the focus of the room when it's needed. And there are two um, uh, Jadoons standing on either side of it currently, like they're keeping guard. I think that is what you get with your check. Great. I, th I think almost immediately the doctor kind of like quietly says to Carrie and Stanley, it's like, 
this this may be a bit of a rough crowd, so let's let, let's keep our heads on a swivel and not commit to uh, anything that anyone asks, okay? All right, so Luton, Luton Town Centre on a Saturday night, no problem. I got that. Let's uh, do this. Uh, no, the idea is not to do this, but I like the I like. No, the, no, yeah, no. I mean, I, like this, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> no. I meant let's, let's do this. Let's, yes. No, I got the I got the wink. <laughs> let's experience this scenario. Yes, and I. I yeah. I turn, okay, Stanley. <laughs> I, I turn back to Cleo and I say, uh, "This is a this is a large scale operation that I was expecting. Uh, how, how do you, how do you keep the civilians and the and the and the and the, uh, the people from this this time period away from such an elaborate and clearly lucrative operation? I'm, I'm impressed." Well, it doesn't always happen here. We move from place to place. That's how we do it. So we kind of find spaces where we know historically there won't be people. And then we move on. So it's, it's, it's the floating crap game. Got it. Sure. Uh, I think the game looks pretty good to me. <laughs> Hey, Ben, take an inspiration dice. <laughs> I will take that. Okay, that's like the one time a poop joke has been rewarded in this show. I yep. Ben, you have, I, you well, have okay. the needle. Let's see, be clear. Ooh. I if, if it, it didn't process for me as a poop joke, it only worked for Ben because Ben is British. And so like calling things like a crap thing are like a like, British slang. Yeah. If, that's what, I'm yeah. just, I'm, congratulations. And also, Michael, I, I can't give you, I can't take away inspiration from you, but if I could, I would, because you made I, it a poop joke. <laughs> all right, I'll remove one inspiration from a random character. NPC, okay. Who doesn't already have it? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Michael, one of your roles, I'm going to force this advantage on you <laughs> later. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, okay. So what do y'all do now that you're you're kind of presented with the situation? Uh, I definitely want to explore, but I, I, I you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna assign tasks for the the team. Is is there a, a are the, this kind of casino floor situation? Is there a uh, are there any one armed bandits or anything that resembles? Yeah, there's that a guy named Frank who's got like a mask on and he's been through some hard. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I will say there's like probably some sort of slot machine type thing yes absolutely yeah, or if, it, if there's something that looks like a, maybe not a one-armed bandit but like it looks like the the fruit machine from Shaun of the dead that that it, like i think i think that stanley's like gonna think oh yeah, i once want a tenor on one of those uh and and kind of try to wander over to one of those machines now I, the okay he won't say to anyone you. is he did spend 25 pounds to get there um but, <laughs> the part he remembers the part yeah. he remembers is getting 10 uh one pound coins out of the machine yeah so love it Carrie yeah. definitely follows Stanley. Okay, I this will. I will say you go to this this uh, machine. I don't know quite know how to do a a game of chance in a game that's already designed to be a game of chance, but we'll figure it out. If only we had some kind of like shapes or objects that were specifically designed <laughs> to like randomly generate numbers. I feel like that. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, kind of oh, that's that. such a good idea. Yeah. Right, so maybe, maybe someday, like... Ben. Maybe someday. Patent yeah. that. So Stanley yeah. pulls the handle and it breaks off and bonks him right on the head. Uh, it's the strangest <laughs> thing. Uh, so weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, okay, yeah, you walk up to one of these machines, and you notice that they, they do take a, a special kind of coin that you don't necessarily have on you, so that would be, I think, your next step is figuring out how to, how to actually get to use one, because you couldn't just walk up and put, like, 20th century money into it. Uh, I mean, I, am, I do have a 10 pence piece in my pocket that I am going to try and put in the slot. Okay, go ahead and make a, I guess, sleight of hand check to see if you're able to get it in the slot. Well, my sleight of hand is zero, and I rolled a 17. So that's okay. Ooh, yeah. I'll say that's pretty good. I'll say, you know what? I'll say, because this is the thing we're making up on the spot. We're calvin this anyway. Yeah. So we, I don't know why I didn't think that the elderly gentleman would want to go up to a slot machine, but I should have thought about it ahead of time. <laughs> so I'm rolling with it. I think for a 17, you go to put your coin in it, and it's almost like there's a energy field right at the coin slot that recognizes money. And is almost like, well, money has been given. It almost converts whatever money is given to it, like into energy that then becomes like credits that go into the machine. Okay. And I that's think a awesome. universal translator for money. That yeah, is- I think I future oh, future capital. So cool, Riley. <laughs> future capitalists would definitely find ways to take whatever funding you're willing to give them. Hell yeah. So they take it. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! Okay, I do yeah. have bad news. No- I do have bad news. That ten pence piece is apes now. Um, that is. Not- <laughs> 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 I was gonna say. A digital platform that converts that converts currency into any other type of currency. Human history is such that every so often someone just invents PayPal again. Brilliant. Yeah, okay, Michael, so. you couldn't even make it through the first episode of the season without. Look, I saw. Look, I saw an ape opportunity, <laughs> and I took it. All right. So what happened was you had a fungible coin, and this thing turned it into a non fungible token. Um, I saw so... never again, but it turns out uh, never. Fungible tokens. Um, oh, I think you'll find the currency will be quite <laughs> fungible. <when laughs> I know you've done that before, and it's good every time. I, I love it. Keep it. Keep yeah. it I expect I may have um, borrowed it from someone else, for which I apologize. All right. Uh, ben, what I'm going to have you do is roll a d6 for me three okay. times and tell me what the numbers are. All right. Uh, two. Two. <laughs> okay, I my original plan was okay. to have you try to. I was gonna, I, I had set a, a number in my head, and if you beat it, it was gonna be a like a win. But I think that you got the same number three times in a row. Yeah, I think that like two two yeah. come up. Um, I think you put in a ten piece. I think you won a, a you won essentially the equivalent of two pounds. So you right. you won, but you won less than you put in. <laughs> Well, t- ten p is ten pence, and two pounds is is two. Okay, so you won more. You know yeah. what? I'll say you got you got if you got three three matching symbols, I'm gonna let you say you won. So yeah, you won. You won pretty good. I think I think uh, Stanley's gonna take the two pound coin. He's gonna look at it. He's gonna look at Carrie with a beaming face. His face is gonna point at the coin, and then he's gonna put it in his pocket, and he's gonna say, "Oh, I know when not to try my luck. I think I'm done here." <laughs> oh that's oh stanley that's so good i i wasn't expecting that well done you've got a knack for this well, thank you well, you must be lucky well then maybe what i should do is put the two pound back in what do you say let's do it again okay okay coin in the slot okay go ahead and roll three d6s for me again all right five five <laughs> one <laughs> Damn. Okay. Oh, dang it. So that's going to be I will say that you you got you now have a 1 pound coin. So you didn't lose everything, but you got back you got back half of what you just got. 
You're still up. You're still up from when you started. And then it just you realize you've won slightly less. So you know what? Ego carry, and I hand her the one pound coin. <gasps> oh, thank you, Stanley. Sh- sh- should I do it's it? It's a heavy coin. Should- I haven't gambled before. Uh, well, not not interspace gambling. I don't know if it's different than Vegas. Well, I mean, with uh, you know what you you listen. You do whatever you want with that. You want to gamble it. You want to buy some sweets. Whatever you want to do, that is your pound coin. <sighs> don't go as far as it used to. When I were a lad, you used to be able to you take a pound. And you can use it. You can buy a yeah. bunch of sweets. You can get a ticket for the yeah. cinema. All right. As Stanley continues talking to Carrie about things that money used to be good for, we're going to cut over to the doctor. And uh, so, <laughs> yeah. doctor, pan away. Yeah. Away I just imagine the, the camera man. literally like, all right, that's enough of this. Yeah. <laughs> the cameraman himself got bored and walked away. <laughs> Like it wasn't scripted. The cameraman is like, I can't, I can't film any more of this scene. And the camera moves over to the doctor. <laughs> stayed in, you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so Doctor, what do you... You are going to hear periodically, and then I could ride the trolley into town. Yeah, yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Doctor, while... I think that happened in the Christmas special, too. But as as the Doctor... <laughs> yep. At, that might be a regular thing with, with, with Stanley. As, the, as, as this is happening, Doctor, what are you doing? Uh, I've, I've made it over to sort of, like, the main area where all the screens are. And I'm sort of, like, standing just kind of nonchalantly looking at the screens, trying to... You know, see if I recognize any of the sports or the locations or the time periods from the look. But what I'm really doing is there, whenever you are at a uh, a gambling operation, the place that is always the most heavily guarded is where the money is. But it's also usually where the control room is. So I'm basically kind of like um, casing the joint a little bit while I'm doing it. Um, And also, I think at the same time, as so it doesn't look like I'm just randomly looking around or anything like that, though. I think I'm going to engage the uh, the human uh, person in conversation at the same time. The Roman? Yes. Okay. That is Michael. Oh, that's I mean, it's not name. actually Michael. Like, Michael's not just sitting in the like, we, Michael Nixon is not in the game as a character. Hey, this, is not, this, is not, uh, this is not a Clint McElroy situation. We ran out of time, and so I'm just an NPC now. No, not really. Um... <laughs> Uh, I will say, at the end yeah. of the season, and Michael does not appear as an NPC in some capacity. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna have yeah, to do that now. I feel like uh, we just we just oops. set that up. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. Uh, sorry, everybody, uh, in advance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm anyway. just gonna kick off conversation with them. Be like, uh, quite the get up here. Oh yes, and the the guy turns around to you, and he's got a big, like, incredible toga, and he's wearing big gold laurels, and he's got he's just kind of boisterous and ridiculous. I have him written down as one of those very British Romans from the movies. Um, <laughs> That's like literally on the character sheet Michael made for this character. <laughs> it is. You can get it on our Patreon. Uh, subscribe now on patreon.com slash wrestlingpod. Anywho, um, uh, so yeah, the, uh, this very uh, excitable, energetic senator uh, doesn't get up, but sort of turns to you and continues to be uh, comforted and massaged and goes, Ah, these games exquisite, aren't they? His gifts from the gods on high themselves, you know, is tremendous. Are, are you? Do you find yourself a regular at this establishment? Yes, I'm very fortunate to be one of the regular races of the charioteer event. I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm quite good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I could tell. I mean, they don't just lavish the luxury on anyone. You've, you've got to be a winner. Indeed, yes, uh, they give me, you know, all the finest. 
Things the Senate uh, deserves as well as the charioteer. Hmm. Look at that. Uh uh, I'm, I'm sorry, friend. I, 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 I'm, I'm being rude. I, I haven't introduced myself. My name is the Doctor, and who might you be? Oh, of course! <laughs> and he reaches out his hand sort of daintily. Subulbus! <laughs> we, we I, I, have... I, I don't, I, sorry, I don't care that I'm holding up recording right now. I just need to laugh and enjoy this. <laughs> no, no, we set that like a depth charge about a couple of nights ago. And we've been waiting for it to go off. Thank you, Dan. Um, as I said to Riley, uh, it's the Balba! Uh, yeah, we're doing, uh, one good race deserves a Sebulba. So this is Sebulbus, the senator uh, from Rome. Bless. Bless you. We do what we can. And a kindred <laughs> spirit in the races. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I, think that I, I think the doctor would know the proper way to address a Roman senator. So, you know, I take your hand and, you know, give you the deference that is required of your station. It's like, oh, uh, so you must know the... the Who's who at this place? If you're a regular, um, I, I'm I'm just a traveler passing through, but I, I do I do enjoy games of chance and things like that. And I, I would love I would love to meet the crew. I'm just a big fan of the sport, you know. So any, anyone you could introduce me to, like, I do not mean to take you away from your 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 your, your luxuries. Uh, your 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 entourage is quite good at what they do, but. Um, Perhaps a local eye would be the best way to introduce uh, uh, myself to these games. And I know, I know my friends, they're big fans too. They very much appreciate it, uh, getting a tour from the best of the best. Oh, I did see your performance in the ring. Quite interesting for a beginner. I am curious, though, what is your particular area of interest? Do you wish to compete or invest? Uh-huh. Hey, Michael, you can have back that inspiration that I took from you because you're doing this. Is, I love everything about this. <laughs> I, I've been waiting. Uh, anyway. Uh, well, tr- truth be told, I am a little envious of the setup and was interested in possibly speaking to someone about franchising it. Uh, so oh. perhaps, perhaps speaking to the boss or whoever would oh. be in charge of that would be a, a good way to begin. Yes, the humble proprietor of the establishment, of course. And it, he kind of snaps to one of the uh, strapping folks. You know, any gender is fine. Uh, and sort of whispers to the ear, could you be a deer and fetch Robert for us? Sure thing, boss. Sort of <laughs> waves off the... Yeah, that person goes off to look for somebody, and I'm going to cut back to Stanley and Carrie. And Stanley, you can be wrapping up your (laughs) sentence now if you want. And then probably have enough to get like a bag of like shaved baby carrots to enjoy on the walk up. Right, right, right. Carrie's shaking off the sort of like standing while sleeping with your eyes open sort of look. (laughs) Uh,. You know what? I'm gonna keep this pound in my pocket, and maybe maybe we can find another slot machine later, uh, Stanley. And yeah, sure. Or you just know, you see keep hold yeah. of it. You know, maybe it's lucky. You never know. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, you know, you're a lucky man. I'm all right. You know, I, I scrub up nice for a posh bird. Where'd um, uh, where where the doctor get off to? Uh, Carrie looks around the bar. Oh. Is he behind that one guy? I, I think I see you uh, looking for me, and I, I 
match your gaze and I kind of uh, uh, wave there, you over. There he is. All right, let's, let's wander over. Maybe he's found the buffet. Oh, I'm starving. I didn't eat anything since before the tiger. Definitely before the tiger. You, you ate some of the tiger? Because I don't think that was me. No, I think that was... No, no, right. Stanley. Stanley, no, those, no. Um, I meant I was eating before... The... Uh... Hi, doctor. Oh. What, what have you garnered? Uh, I've I've made a friend. Uh, uh, he's he's gone to fetch the the, the person in charge. Uh, so, well, he has not. He has sent a servant to do it. But yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Such yeah. delicate work. Oh, pleasure to meet you both. Could I interest you in a food, a beverage, something to bide the time? Uh, uh if you got apple juice, I wouldn't mind a glass. Apple uh, make juice, that two. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Just apple juice. Apple juice. I don't know about Two. apples. Uh, I may literally never have heard of them. Um, and he snaps another finger, and another servant comes towards him. Newton, could you bring us some of your exquisite figs, please? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> some of the juice of the fig as well. Uh, thank you very much, Newton. It, You're very is it good. Just is it just figs you got? Have you got anything in all like a prune variety? I oh, actually Stanley Stanley we're guests just yeah, say yeah, thank I know. you listen listen no, I don't want I don't, I don't want to Ooh. seem inconsiderate and ungrateful but like there's two I people on never. this planet who likes prunes a lot and it's Michael Dawn and it's me so like you got prunes <laughs> that would be he's cool. also a fan of the goji berry whatever the hell that is uh, Newton, <laughs> could you also bring us some prunes you know the the, the good ones you know. No, not the bad ones, New. The good ones. You know the ones I mean. Thank you, Newton. After he, dis- <laughs> after he dismisses, I'd say, uh, so Bulbus, I'd like to introduce you to my friends, uh, Stanley and uh, Karis. We're still going with Karis? No, I-, I think we could go back to Carrie okay. now. This is Carrie. <laughs> Hi. Uh, well. So Bulbus here was telling me that he is one of the chariot racers. Oh. Yes, and apparently, you, uh, from what I understand, one of the very best. He oh. might think so, says the the slug guy from the from the the, the chase lounge. He claims to be one of the best, but uh, I think that my racer shall best. Oh, you're, oh you're, you have a racer as well, and of course I do. Oh, hello. my racers have won several of the last circuits. Oh, you several racers! You must be a person of great import. Um, hello. You don't know who I am. Oh, no, I apologize. Oh, I apologize. We're, we're passing through. Uh, is this is this your establishment or are you? No, the, uh, I've never lower myself to operating a den of. Of sin and bile like this, I'm a competitor. I am a, you would, I am yeah, you'd a patron. Just enough to compete, not low enough to like. Be I don't. I don't compete. I stake competitors. I, I really think you should diversify your income streams. I, you don't just, know just who I, I have. Lots of income streams. This is a. This is a hobby. This is a game of chance for entertainment. I bet he collects apes as well. I do have a quick question for you, and that is, um, how many races do you have? And is this the only circuit? Is this the only like, operation that you participate in, or are there other operations? I have my fingers in many a pot. That's why they call me Hedonism Bob. 
All right, that's a little, you know, hammer on the nail, but okay. Oh, yes, Bob is invested in both hammers and nails. You see, he gets <laughs> all of the profits <laughs> from both. Uh, problem is, you see, the problem is when you invest in hammers, everything else you invest in looks like a nail. That's not wrong, Sam. That's actually a valid no, point, which is how I made so much money. I realized there was a good opportunity in winning the markets on both. <laughs> and as he, as he, as he like, as he's like mid-sentence, a grape is fed into his mouth and he chews, and then he keeps talking through <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> and uh, these opportunities were, were there. By the way, Doctor, you recognize his species. He's a, a race called the Mentor. Uh, fans at home will know uh, the mentors is uh, like Sill was one of the mentors. There's a bunch of those inventions from on Vengeance on Varos. Vengeance on Varos. Yeah. Well, if, if, if you're a person who understands profit, then there must be a big profitability in, in, in this uh, planet and time zone. Uh, what specifically was it that drew you here, if I may be so blunt? Are, are you blind? We're here for the races. Yes, but all of time and space, and these are the best races in all of time and space. Because I'll tell you the truth, I love, I love a good, I love a good race. Do you not know of the pendulum circuit? The pendulum circuit? No, this this is a new one to me. Please, I I'm always interested in learning more about the sport. Oh, uh, what a plebeian! I've heard well, a few things back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> you already have your inspiration, so I can't give it to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a well, and he and he, and he looks at Sibalba. Sibalba seems like he won't understand this. It's kind of a joke amongst us, but we find eras throughout time and space that are perfectly suited for competition, and then we hold them there. Well, what what is it about ye oldie Rome? that makes it such a delicious selection. Sorry, I started thinking about Quality Street halfway through that sentence, so I apologize. What, why, why here, why now? What's, what's it about having the races here that make it so delicious? Sorry, again. I'm not in charge of where's and when's. I'm in charge of hiring excellent racers and paying them to win. See, that was a fun wordplay, wear and win, but I like to win. See, it's quite good. You should be laughing. And she, yeah, he, he, looks at his, he looks at his guards and they all start going, <laughs> Yes, indeed, it's quite droll, isn't it not? Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, I agree. I thank like you, Senator. The wordplay, it's not really that good. But I'm... Well, our team likes to win, too. Win? I believe it's when I see it. You're also competitors, then? I, the doctor shoots a look at Carrie like, oh god, I know what she's about to say. Carrie strikes hero pose with her leg up on a table and says, Of course I am! Of course she is. And and as as this conversation goes on, uh, the servant that Sebulba sent off comes back with a a gentleman who is dressed in fairly... I, I would say because of the era, he's probably dressed in like Roman formal attire, so he's also wearing like a nice mm -hmm. like like toga type thing. I don't know what... I don't know if they're using mm -hmm. togas in the era or not, but very much like Roman robes. Uh, he has 
no head. Instead of a head, he has a glass jar with a series of clockwork workings within the jar. And it he he looks he looks he turns to you as if he's looking at you, but you don't see eyes or a mouth or anything. You just see the clockwork face, and it says, um, <clears throat> "Hello, I understand that you are interested in competing in the pendulum circuit." Yes, I am the presenter. Uh, I am Carrie. Carrie steps down from the table and looks at the robot. Eddie, Eddie, oh, uh, it, how can I help you? She looks at the robot expectantly. I do not require assistance. But perhaps uh, we do. Hello. Hello. Well, you have you, questions you, about the pendulum circuits? Yes. So uh, many. Yes, um, um, uh, most importantly, um... Why? No. <laughs> that was- <laughs> because it's enjoyable and profitable. For fun. That makes perfect sense. Who's it profitable for? The people who win. But who, who, Capitalism. Who runs, who runs the operation? Who's, who's responsible for Locally, I am in charge of this particular wing of yeah. the pendulum circuit. Yeah, yeah. Very much get that vibe. Love it. You look like you're straight out of the tape modern, and I bloody love it. But the question I wanted to ask was like, who, like... Who's the Ronald McDonald? Like, who's at the top of the pyramid? You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, if this you're information free... is not necessarily available to common passersby. Well, I'm I'm not exactly common. I've been called worse, but all right. While Stanley is asking all these questions, Carrie leans over to the doctor. Can, can you use your your, you know, your sonic screwdriver for this thing? I, I, I don't want I don't want to mess with someone's head. But let's just try talking first and the doctor says this information it, it's not available to passers-by but is it available to people in the employ of the pendulum circuit it is on a need to know basis and i have not ascertained that you need to know uh i i lean out carrie you still got that pound yeah yeah no no it's right here in my pocket uh, <gasps> we we would very much like to invest in the uh pandemonium consortium or whatever it's called. Make a make a persuasion check at disadvantage. It's a disadvantage. Good. Good. Yeah, you you didn't you don't know the name of the organization that he no, works for. He's true. not going to suddenly be like, "Well, I can trust this yeah. guy." <laughs> uh, my persuasion is okay. So, I will say, but, if you roll two twenties, I'm going to go. That's a very good name. <laughs> uh, so the first roll was a seventeen. Never and mind. The second roll is uh, higher than that, so 17. Okay. He, it's a he... pretty good name. <laughs> Indeed. He takes the pound coin and says, congratulations, you are now a minority, 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 minority. He repeats minority a bunch of times really fast. He goes, stakeholder in this particular wing of the pendulum circuit. However, this information is still above your pay grade. Uh, how much would we to invest? If you have to ask this this question, I'm going to repeat this. If this query is required, you do not have enough. Can I use percussive maintenance? So kind of at second level, um, I can convert kinetic energy to the technological expertise. So essentially what it means is 
I can hit machines to make them work? Uh, if you do that, you are starting a comp. You are physically assaulting a character. So if you you can do that, but I will say because we're trying a new system, I will say that if you do this, you are beginning a combat situation. Um, you know, it's very carry form to be like nudge it until it it has the right <laughs> circuitry. Okay. To give us the answers. Um, I will let you roll an attack roll on this creature. 20, right? Can I defend? Yeah, you can Yeah, why don't me. why don't why don't the doctor and Carrie have a contested roll? So why don't you both roll a D20 strength roll? Uh Carrie roll strength, doctor roll dexterity. Okay. So this is your speed versus her strength. I would like to uh, use one of my quips after this, depending on the outcome. Okay. We won't go into full initiative well, order I'll, yet, because we're gonna see how this plays out. Yeah. Well, I'll roll the Savian. So Wait, Michael, what were you going to say? While we're waiting for everybody to roll, can can you and I just enjoy the fact that at one point in our planning session, I did write as one of the possibilities, Carrie might bonk someone on the head. <laughs> yes, 100% you did. Yes. I didn't think it was going to happen at this point, but yeah. <laughs> that is... I am now trying to figure out how we're going to do any of the rest of this story now after what's happening in this scene. So, yeah. Well, the, oh, no! Well, the, the good news is you, you got a seven, Joe? Yes, I did get a seven. I got a 15. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you So did. I think what happens is the doctor, this is how I'm going to narrate this happening. If, if, you, if you think this conflicts with anything, I think that we can change it. I think the doctor has traveled with Carrie for so long now that he knows what her moves are. And I think yeah. she oh, starts to reach up to do a thing and the doctor just puts his hand on her hand and slowly <laughs> lowers it back down again. Yes. So nobody else notices it but the doctor and Carrie, but it is very much a like, huh? Huh? No, no. I, 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 yes. I, I think as the the hand is going down uh, the doctor's like i think what my friend is saying is uh is this information available to competitors perhaps Ooh. a victor could perhaps prove themselves worthy of information you are seeking information on an organization that thrives on its secrecy and thus demanding information with no collateral on your part feels unwise for us to indulge Oh, well, you should have said that in the first place. I was I not asked you. that we in the first place. We gotta make a deal. <laughs> All right. Well, we gotta make some money, Doc. I I want to use a uh, one of my cantrip quips. Uh, for listeners, quips are what replace spells in 5th edition. Um, I'm going to use the uh, the quip logical argument. You make a reasoned and well-thought-out argument to boggle their mind. Yes. And if the target can hear you and understand you, it must succeed on an intelligence saving throw against your class saving throw DC or take 1-8 logical damage. So my okay. logical, ar- my logical ar- argument is this. Listen, right? You actually don't know how much money I have. You're, made, you're intuiting uh, a, 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 an outcome based on what you think I have financially speaking, in terms of liquidity, based on the fact that I've asked the question. But the very fact that I'm asking that question suggests that maybe I have the liquidity and I need to know how much percentage of that I'm going to have to pony up in order to become a sufficient investor. So my argument to you is, if I don't know how much I'm supposed (laughs) to invest, how am I supposed to invest in your operation and therefore bolster your organization financially, QED, checkmate atheists? (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Team TARDIS. Okay, and what's your... Carrie throws her hands up in the air. What is your class uh, spell save DC? Uh, 13. Or quip save. 13. 
I rolled a 13, so as a saving throw, <laughs> so it just beats it. But yeah, there's definitely a second where because I had a 10 plus three. There's a second yeah. where it like. Pro- like like it's processing as you're speaking. I think we and can hear the cogs grinding faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> that's funny. Sorry. And it, it goes through, and it says that uh, it like it like goes through all these thoughts, and then it stops and looks at you, and then it says, "If you have to ascertain this information, this information is above your pay grade." All right, fair enough. Guess I'll keep my 18 hegelian quatloos to myself then. I guess you shall. That's right, Stanley. You're a high roller. We don't need these robots. I guess you shall keep this money for yourself. Congratulations on your wealth. It is not worth (laughs) the security of this operation. Now, right, if you will, excuse enough. me, I have tasks that I must see to. And he walks away. Hold okay, on. Now one can I hit frame. it? One if frame. you will, excuse me, I have tasks that I must see to. He seems like annoyed with you at this point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to zip in front and do the thing where you like snake around someone and Okay, as you do that, I think the two Jatoon step forward like No, go! Oh, because oh, you're being kind of threatening to this I'm, guy at this point. Like, I'm, I'm totally, I've been giving yeah, yeah. you all some pretty free reign, but there's a certain point oh, where no. you don't get to do everything you want to do in the moment. Oh, so. totally. And I, yeah. I think when the, the June show, be, oh, oh, Joe, ho, 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 friend. Uh, no disrespect. We're just having a conversation. You just swore at us in our language. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> what say about my mother? Why did that tiny man say horse bees, 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 bees? <laughs> <laughs> no, go. That was actually just English. That wasn't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and when, you know, after giving deference to the dune, I go, oh, oh, okay, uh, pr- presenter, if I may, I, presenting your latest racers. And I'm, I'm, I'm now... I, I, I volunteer as tribute. Whoa! Instead of me, you want to... <gasps> well, this we need a team. Great, it's, 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 we're going to do... It's, we're a team. Together. Oh, that's right. That's right. All of us together. Carrie slides in next to the doctor and poses like the trio pose. I I look down at my toga and I look up at the doctor and Carrie and I say, I'm not really dressed to race. Don't you have to wear no, like no, no, no. and helmet? You got to dress like the was it the Stig or whatever his name is. That that, the, that yeah one yeah. Broke off top I, gear. We'll, we'll right, take care yeah, of that. No, it is the Stig. You you don't have to race. You you can be our pit crew. Pit crew. In yeah. A ro- in Roman times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's still wheels. And, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I got that. We still have Fine. somebody to check yeah, out the as, horses. As long as I've got somewhere to sit and something to read between pit stops, we, yeah, we should be. We're, we're, you know, the doctor's going. afraid of horses. We, we need somebody to do this. Uh, interstellar mutating ninth dimensional horses. To be, I, I, Earth horses, I'm fine with. Yeah, I think the thing specifically that the doctor was scared of about those horses was that they had multiple heads. Uh, protruding into additional layers of reality that uh, hitherto had not existed prior to the existence of said mutant space horse. All right, the, just time. just to move the plot forward a little bit because these riffs are fun, but we only have so much <laughs> time for this show. Horse day. Yeah, um, we we cut. So I think right in this situation, you've just volunteered to join this yeah. race, and I think the presenter turns and says, "Your." Entrance into the competition is accepted. However, you will need a vehicle and you will need to find someone to stake you in the competition. 
Oh. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have business that I must attend to. And you do notice, like, he, when he says you must find someone, he does kind of motion towards the row of vehicles. Um, and then he starts to walk up to the the platform where, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that like was at the presenting platform. And you can tell he's getting ready to give a speech. But do you want to do anything before that begins? Yeah. I, this is a lot more complicated. Oh, no. No, no, oh, please, oh, oh. Uh, uh, please, sure, go ahead. Uh, Carrie leans into the group and just says, I think this is more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Carrie, you've been traveling with me for a long time. Everything we do is more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, but this time it involves money. That's fine. You can tell the presenter is heading towards his platform. He is not quite yet giving his speech. He's preparing a speech. So while he's doing that, you have a little bit of time to head over to what we'll call like the stables, essentially, to figure out who you want to stake you or what you want to do. There is a row of racers. And what you're seeing is, I, I mentioned already the uh, the robots. Like they already kind of, they seem like they're already their own racing team. Um, there is a, there's a couple of chariots that are fairly similar and one of them does not currently seem to be attended. But you look at that, you see logos, you can tell that it probably belongs to Hedonism Bob. Um, there is a vehicle that seems to have some of the same symbols that you saw on Sibalbus's robes. There is a, a woman who was, there are actually two different women, one of whom has a broken machine and one of whom is like, kind of like attending a machine that's already kind of built up. And there is also Lupari who is currently, so it seems like, it seems like the Lupari and Sebulbas are already drivers, like they already have their own machines, so they're not going to be able to stake you. Of the people who you think could probably stake you, you've got Hedonism Bob, you've got the two different women. So one has a one machine looks pretty damaged, and one has a machine that is capable but doesn't have a crew. I would like to pitch that we uh, approach the woman with a broken machine, because I reckon that it, if we can fix it, then maybe she will, uh, in return, mm -hmm. uh, let, us, let us ride. I concur. Great. Uh, yeah, as long as it's not me. I don't have mechanical abilities. Don't look at Carrie. Yeah, yeah I think so. The doctor sees the uh, the vehicle that needs a little TLC and approaches the woman who is uh, nearby it. I'm guessing it says, "This machine's seen some better days, has it not?" <sighs> yeah, it. You know it did. It did pretty good in the last race back in, uh, I think that was, I think we did that one near the Norman invasion. And then, you know, what happened was we, roamed, we ran right into, you know, a bit of a storm and just, you know, those Vikings do not mess around. Oh, tell me about it. I've had my first run. I'm not sure. It's a long time anyway. Sorry. That's that's quite right. Um, uh, it, it does appear though that you may not. Obviously, this machine needs work. But uh, do you also in need of a driver, or are you a driver? I don't want to presume. Well, I I am a driver, but then she motions, and you can tell that she's injured, and she's like, I got a little bit banged up in that last race, so I'm Ooh. kind of oh, I'm here on the circuit. I'm kind of moving along with the circuit, and we're here now. I kind of have to go along as it moves until until I'm done, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, we are, we are a racing team, and we are currently looking for a benefactor and a vehicle, and I, I'm a bit of a mechanic myself. Um, perhaps we could negotiate a deal where we will 
fix this vehicle for you and race it and you you will get to keep all of the profits she she looks you up and down and says so you're offering to fix my machine for me and race for me for free and i get to keep all the winnings we're just trying to break into the industry so we understand that you have to start at the bottom like this will not be a forever deal but uh it does seem like it would benefit us it would benefit you no real lost you know, lost cost analysis yep. for you. Good news. You want to start at the You've... bottom during the biggest race of the circuit? This, hey, this is your lucky day. You found the three people in the entire universe willing to work for exposure. Ta-da! All right. Well, you know Carrie what? Jazz hands. This is. This seems like a scam. But Dan, why don't you go ahead and make for me a persuasion check with advantage because your your friends are helping you out. I got a natural 20. Okay, (laughs) great. Great. She says, I'll tell you what, this seems like a scam. However, if you are willing to fix my machine yourselves and you are willing to race it and give me all the profits, I don't really know where I lose in this scenario. Like, are you trying to fish a, a, a credits address or something? I don't know. But I, yeah, okay, fine. If you can get this thing fixed up, you can have it for the race. Excellent. Uh, Name's Barb, by the way, and she holds her good hand out. They call me Barb's. Um, Real name's Hannah Quigley. Barb's Quigley. Hi, Barb's. Nice to meet you. I'm Carrie. Nice to meet you, Carrie. This is Stanley. Hello, Stanley. Uh, Nice to meet you. I'm Stanley. Barb's, I have have one question for you. Do you have a pair of welding goggles? Um, I'm sure we can find one. Because I love that look. Okay. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, <laughs> I know what you're doing, but yeah, um, yeah. So as you're as you're making this deal, uh, I think that then you hear kind of a a, ruffle, a rustling as the presenter stands up to stand in the middle of this podium, and he says, "Esteemed guests, dignitaries, racers, we have come to the culmination of this season of the Pendulum Circuit." We have had many victories and many losses along the way. However, this is the final moment. Tomorrow morning, we shall have the most epic race across time and space. Now, I'm sure you are curious what the prize is for this particular festivities. Well, and he lifts his hand up and he has... A, a blanket wrapped around an object. And he says, feast your eyes on one of the most rarest artifacts in the universe. And he pulls his hand off his artifact and he's holding what appears to be some sort of crystal, but it's hard to really tell what it is because it is glowing and fizzing with energy. And doctor, I am not even going to make you roll for this because it immediately pings for you. The energy that is flowing off of this and sparking off of it is Time Lord Regeneration energy. And what you see in his hand is something that you have really only heard about in books and in legends on Gallifrey. It is not something you've ever seen with your own eyes. This is the bio data module that usually comes with like you've you've made your own 
versions of these before in the past when you have had to hide out in human form on at least two, possibly three occasions, depending on how we, we can canonicize novels in episodes of podcasts and TV shows. This is the biodata module that is created when a Time Lord uses the Chameleon Arch to hide themselves as a different species. However, what is being held is the biodata module for a Time Lord who then died in their mortal form before they were able to reclaim their previous identity. And what has happened is, over time, the raw, unclaimed regeneration energy inside this has grown more and more unstable and corrupted and has broken down any semblance of identity or, or presence. And this is just a purely pulsing form of pure time or energy it is extremely dangerous to fall into the wrong hands and this presenter holds it up in the air and says the prize of course is the immortal eye and the winner or whoever stakes them gets to keep it for their own use and doctor you realize this is an extremely dangerous item to fall into the wrong hands and you have just promised it to a perfect stranger